Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You're listening to The Extra Point Show with Sal Capaccio on WGR Sports Radio 550. All right, so which one is this? This is Trans Siberian. Yes, it is. Because I, I was, you know, you and I, we both like Mannheim Steamroller, right? I think you like them. Um, I don't. Oh, John Scott was saying he liked them. I don't know. Are you familiar with Mannheim Steamroller as much? Josh? Yeah, not as much, but I just, I mean, I know some of their stuff. But I'm more of a TSO yeah. guy. Okay, okay, I, I like it all. I think it's super cool as a drummer too. Just kind of getting into it, rocking out. We're rocking out here on the. Shortest daylight day of the year. It is the winter solstice. So, like, there's less daylight time today with the sun in the sky than any day of the year. It gets shorter and shorter until today, and then it gets longer and longer. So, starting tomorrow, we will start to add minutes to our daylight time. I remember a few years ago, the Bills played a Saturday night game. You remember, I think it was 2019, they played Saturday night in New England. And they had that flex game. They played a night game. John Brown with that big touchdown. The Bills are leading in the fourth quarter. They ultimately didn't win the game, but he kind of knew they were right there on the cusp. Anyway, the point is I remember that game thinking, okay, it was like a, was that a 430 game? And then I think, and I remember thinking, yeah, but 430, like the sun will already be setting because it was on the winter solstice day. I mean, that's what it is now. You go to the Bills game last Sunday. It was a 425 game. It was pretty much already dark. So that's going to be the case. In L.A., but it's in a dome, so it won't matter. But um, it's going to be a night game, I am, so it wouldn't matter, I guess, anyway. It's um, 5 o'clock there, 5.30. Wouldn't matter because of the dome is what I'm trying to say. But it's a 5 o'clock start there, so it's already going to be basically sundown in L.A. It's 8 o'clock start here, which is interesting because, Josh, do you know or realize, like, this is not I, apparently. I don't think kickoff is eight fifteen or eight twenty in this game. Kickoff is eight o'clock. Yeah, I noticed that. I thought that it was pretty weird that it was like right on the nose. I you because usually it's like eight right. fifteen or eight twenty or four twenty or whatever. Right. Why yeah, you is go why to, is that? Is so, there a reason? I don't know. I mean, they just wanted it. No, I, I don't know what the reason is. It's a good question though because normally when you have 
a nighttime game, Monday night or Sunday night, it's 8.15 or 8.20. One is you know different than the other, whatever. But this is an 8 o'clock game. Even on the, like, the Bills game notes, it even says, Bills at Chargers, SoFi Stadium, 8 o'clock. If you go to all of the you know NFL, you know, we have media sites that kind of give us a rundown of every game. It's stats during games, things like that. It's the same thing. I actually go to the site here that's the NFL media site I use, and it says Thursday tonight. 8.15 p.m. and even shows local, 5.15 local time. That's Saints at Rams tonight. Then you go to Saturday, December 23rd. It says 4.30 p.m. Eastern time for the Bengals and Steelers. Then you go to Bills, Chargers, 8 p.m. ET, 5 p.m. local. So don't miss the first quarter. <laughs> don't miss the first couple drives, everybody. The game on Saturday night is scheduled for 8 p.m., not 8.15, not 8.25. It's an 8 p.m. game. Now, it, it's weird when too you turn because, on Peacock or Channel 2, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, it's weird, too, because last week's Saturday game was 8.15. It wasn't like last week was also 8 o'clock. Like, it's so random that it's right. just all of a so, sudden at the top of an hour. You're right. Now, I'm wondering, it's got to be because of the the network. It's on Peacock, right? I mean, so the network has something to do with it. They're determining with their contract. This is the first ever Peacock-exclusive game. <coughs> Is the Bengals? Are the Bengals and Steelers also on Peacock? I think they are. Are they? Are there two games back to back on Peacock? Okay, that would make more sense now. Think about it. Okay, check this for me. I want to make sure. Are Bengals Steelers on Peacock? I think they are. Well, it says the reason so why it, it it says Bill. Like if you look on uh, ESPN, like the TV, it says Peacock for Bills Chargers, and then for TV for. Bengals Steelers, it says NBC, but that's technically the same company, but I'm assuming that means like the channel NBC. You know what I mean? Like it's not just on Peacock for that one. Oh, yeah. But it would probably be on okay, Peacock on, streaming. See. So what okay, are they Okay, I just do found if- an article here. I want to make sure because I, I want to get this right here. It says Saturday, 4.30 p.m., what channel? NBC. Peacock. Okay. It is Peacock. I don't know. <coughs> Excuse me. I don't know if this is a... Peacock exclusive, but now it makes more sense. All right, let's try to sort this out. I I love putting this puzzle together. I know a lot of people think this is kind of like maybe <laughs> superfluous. I guess I this is wild to me to think about the new way they're doing this in the NFL and these games and what networks. It makes more sense now for the Bills game to kick off at eight since both these games are on the same network because generally a game is three hours long. And if the Bengals and Steelers kick off at 4.30, which they do, it will end at around 7.30. That gives them a half-hour lead-up into the Bills game kicking off at 8 o'clock, if that makes sense. What's the off chance that I think that's Steelers-Bengals goes longer than 8 o'clock? Could you imagine? Uh, that would be very off. I mean, even like that would be three and a half hours. Oh, yeah, no, I, I'm just I mean, saying. Most like, games don't do that. It could, it could happen, but you're right. You know what they would do then? They would probably delay the start of the Bills game. Because if the same look, Peacock paid a lot of money for this game, just like for these games for their rights. Amazon paid what ten billion for ten years? I think that's what they did. Amazon ten billion, like a billion a year, basically. Amazon paid the NFL to have the games that they're having on Thursday night and all the Black Friday and all the games that they're having. I'm sure Peacock paid a ton of money. So my guess would be, if something like that were to happen, it would they would delay the start. And wouldn't kick the Bills game off. So we would kind of be in a holding pattern. I think that's what they would do. You never know. Did you realize a few weeks ago, I don't know, what were you doing? Were you working the board or at the station during the um, Bills-Chiefs game? What were you doing? 
I was watching it at home, actually. I wasn't working that game. So you're watching it at home. Did you realize while you were watching it, there were no TV timeouts for like almost the whole first quarter? Yeah, I noticed that. I was so confused because I was like, you know, I was finishing yeah. up like making dinner and I'm like, man, like I got to wait for a commercial break to like, you know, plate my dinner and, and all that stuff. And it's like, okay, like when's it going to happen? Like I'm getting hungry here. Like I want to eat because like my TV's <laughs> like in the other room. So I don't want to walk out and miss something, but it just went on forever. And, but it also like helped the game go by like super quick. I, I really like the 430 starts. They're... They're nice because they end at like seven and then, you know, I don't know. I just, I prefer it over all the other start times. I don't know why. Well, well, it did let the the early part of the game go by, but they still have to have those breaks. You have to make them up. There's a certain number of breaks you have to have. So let me just give you a little behind the curtain so everybody understands how this works. So every game, there's a certain amount of TV breaks every quarter, which are also radio breaks, essentially. Now, sometimes the flow of the game, they'll have to push one of those breaks into the next quarter. And you have to kind of make it up. Then there's a floating break that can be taken. It's all different stuff based on advertising. There's a certain amount of timeouts they have to take. We're doing the game. We're on the radio call. And it's like drive for whoever opened up the game. I can't remember. The Bills got the ball first, whatever. And then it's score, punt, and whatever happens, there's no TV timeout, which is kind of weird. Same thing happens after the next drive. Usually by then you have at least, you already have two breaks. So I'm thinking like, what is going on? We're talking to each other like you know, back and forth kind of in mics that you can't hear. And I'm like, hey, what, where is our radio timeout? Like, where's our TV timeout? We got things to get to. We got advertisers to get to. And we're all trying to figure it out. So I saw Tracy Wolfson on the sideline. I said, Tracy, am I mistaken? Like, you guys haven't taken a break on CBS, right? And she said no. And the reason was there were two, three other games going on at that time. You had Broncos, Chargers, Seahawks, 49ers, Vikings, Raiders. But you also had... I think some, <coughs> excuse me, some one o'clock games I hadn't finished. And she said in the, in those windows, what happened was there were games still going. And some of those games were in the biggest of markets. Okay. They wanted to wait. CBS did because CBS is kind of controlling the TV timeouts. If this makes sense, they needed to wait until those games were over. So the audience could get to the bills Chiefs game because so many people in those big markets wouldn't see the commercials that those advertisers paid for if they stayed, if that makes sense. So that's why they didn't take a break. So we're sitting there going, where is the, where's the TV timeout? Where's the radio timeout? Well, basically, they had to wait until all of the eyeballs around the country were on the national game, which was Bill's Chiefs, because there's so, so much advertising that these people pay. And if they would have taken the break, half the country wouldn't have seen it because there were other games going on in bigger markets. That's wild. I never, I've never heard anything like that before. That's so. I know, and and I've never seen it. I've never been a part of a broadcast like that. Okay, so then what happens is they don't take a TV timeout. I don't think we took a TV or radio timeout, Josh, in that game until probably just a few minutes left in the first quarter. It was wild, and that's never happened before. Well, what happens now is because of that, now the second quarter you have a lot of breaks you have to take. Because you have to push those out because you still have the same amount of breaks every game no matter what. You can, I think, float one into the next half. But now all of a sudden, you got to take those breaks and you got to scrunch them in. So now it's like touchdown, break, kickoff, break. And then you can start the next series for the team. And that's when it starts to get a little redundant. Like, what are we doing? You're watching at home and you're like, oh, yeah, they scored a touchdown. They go to break. All right, let's go get a drink. You come back. There's the kickoff. Oh, they're going to take another TV timeout. So... 
like I said, a little behind the curtain how that all that works. It gets us back to uh, the TV situation for Saturday night. And a lot of people have wondered, and of course we want you to listen to WGR and of course along the Buffalo Bills radio network, but a lot of people have wondered, what does Saturday night look like if you are trying to find the game? Okay, here's the deal. If you live in Buffalo, you get the game on WGRZ TV too. It is an NBC game here in Buffalo. Now, I've heard there's some sort of contract dispute or carriage dispute between DirecTV and NBC here in Buffalo. And I don't know that for sure. Maybe that's been resolved, but I know people have talked about that. So that would throw a wrench in that for sure. But I do know it is on WGRZ TV2 here in Buffalo locally television. If you do not live in Buffalo, if you don't get that particular channel, all right, the channel where Adam Benini's on and Mary Alice uh, Demler and Scott Levin, if you don't get that channel, you got to watch it on Peacock. That's the only other way. And I believe you got to subscribe to Peacock. Do they have like a, I think they have a normal and a premium, a premium. <coughs> Sorry about that. I had, I was drinking something before I came on the radio and it went down the wrong pipe. So I'm trying to fix that. Um, little coffee there. But if you, I think it's a premium Peacock game. I don't know. I think they have a normal Peacock like subscription. You, It can't be that. You got to pay for this. So that's how this is going to work on Saturday night. At eight o'clock, five o'clock in L.A. Now, if you live, if you're listening to this, you live in L.A. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing it's on the NBC affiliate there. But I've had people texting me and tweeting me and asking me, "What about if I? You know, I live in Syracuse. I live in New York City. I live in Montana. Well, guess what? You got to have Peacock. They paid a lot of money to have these games: Bengals, Steelers, Bills, Chargers, Saturday night. So that's how it's going to work." 803-0550. We can talk about whatever you want today. It's all on the table because we got a whole bunch to get to. Coming up in about 15 minutes, we have Carlo Koliakovo. He is a radio broadcaster in Toronto. He also, obviously, we've had him on before, played for the Sabres and the Maple Leafs. So we'll get his thoughts on both these teams as they play tonight downtown. That's right. Maple Leafs, Sabres tonight from Key Bank Center. 7 o'clock puck drop. Six o'clock pregame here on WGR. The Sabres coming off that disastrous, horrible 9-4 loss to the Colorado Avalanche. And trying to get back on track. And I'll do the same thing I always do. Okay, all right. You got that out of your system. Maybe tonight's the night. Maybe now they can, you know, turn it around a little bit. Maybe they got mad enough to go out there and, you know, play better and play harder, and we can start seeing some wins. I don't know. It reminds me of The Godfather, part three, I think. He says, whenever I think I'm out, they pull me back in. It's the same thing. Whenever the Sabres suddenly come back with a nice bounce back, and I think they will play better tonight. I do. I just don't know if they can beat the Leafs. The Leafs are just a really, really good team, very talented. Now, the Sabres have had some success against Toronto, including this year, beating them in Toronto. I just don't know if the Sabres can beat this team even if they play better. But we'll have the game for you. We'll talk to Carlo Koliakovo at 10.30 about both teams, the Sabres and the Leafs, and about the Bills. He's a big Bills fan. So we'll get his thoughts there. I, I am interested in him. Carlo, actually, he's played in the NHL for a while. He played for several teams. And I want to get his thoughts on, you know, coaching and Don Granado and, you know, the philosophy of coaches and how, how each coach kind of works. It, you know, what kind of coach this group might need if this is the right guy, those kinds of things. Cause we've been talking about that. And as I said the other day, yesterday, after the big nine, four loss coming on here, 
I like Don Granado. I really do. And I think he's a, a good person, a good hockey person. I think he's been a really good coach for this group. But there's got to be a conversation right now about what needs to happen with this team because it's just not happening. And maybe ultimately get to that. I don't know. I hope it doesn't come to that just for, I guess, personal reasons. I don't want to see that. But, you know, it's going to – it's um, it's not going well. And they can't make any trades right now. They're in a roster freeze until December 27th, I believe. So maybe 26th, 27th. Uh, so they can't do anything different there. So we'll see. Carla will join us at 1030. And then a little less than an hour from now, about between 11 and 1115, it'll be Sean McDermott, Bill's head coach. We'll get an idea on injuries for Saturday night. The Bills have 15 players listed on their injury report. Now, that's not good. It's a lot. But the encouraging slash good news is out of those 15, only one actually missed practice with an injury. And that is Jordan Phillips. Jordan Phillips was a DMP because of his wrist surgery. We know that. I wonder. I don't know if they'll put him on IR. You figure he's going to miss at least some time. Sean McDermott called him week to week. Von Miller did miss two days. On Tuesday, he wasn't in town. McDermott said he had a a funeral, family funeral to attend. He was back yesterday, but he got a vet rest day, which is normal for him on a normal Wednesday. So he really hasn't practiced this week, but it's not injury related. And then James Cook, though, that's one to monitor. James Cook. Not injury, but illness. He was sick yesterday, and he didn't practice, so we'll see where that goes. Sean McDermott will give us an update on that. Micah Hyde, A.J. Epinesa, will find out exactly what the coach says about their situation and status heading into Saturday night. A lot of guys limited. I think it was six guys limited, six guys full participants, even with injuries, and then three, the DNP. Like I said, that would be Phillips, that would be Miller, that would be Cook. So we'll talk with Sean McDermott about that. And um, got to get an update on his holiday shopping. I asked him last week, how you doing? He said he's actually doing better than than he thought he would and getting there. And then I was thinking, even for me, like going to L.A., like I got to do it today. If I don't get it done today, it ain't happening, folks. My shopping. You're I mean, stressing I me out. Early tomorrow morning, I guess. What, because you haven't done it either? No, because you're waiting so long. I hate waiting forever. <laughs> I, I I waited way too long this year. I just finished it up a couple days ago, but you're stressing me out with the, oh, I leave oh. for L.A. tomorrow, but I got to do it today. <laughs> oh, man. Well, let me let me put your mind at ease. I actually got some done already. I'm fine with that. Okay, but there well, are little good. things I still need to clean up today. Like I got to I'm like, yeah, there's a few stocking stuffers here or there, a couple little, you know, a gift card for somebody. So I got to do that today. But but I'm okay though, I think. Now Get what I haven't done in though, LA for stocking stuffers. Oh, yeah, that's good. What I haven't done though is there's a couple little things I haven't wrapped yet. And I am as I said, I'm the worst wrapper anyway, but I haven't done that part yet. So that's got to happen today too. So that's that because leave LA, leave for LA tomorrow, and then you got all day Saturday there. Yes, you could. You're right. Do a little shopping before the game, but I'm guessing it's a well, it's a five o'clock start, so I'll get to the stadium pretty early. I won't have any time to shop in LA, to be quite honest with you. And then you get back Sunday, it's already Christmas Eve here. So yeah, gotta get it done today. And then at eleven thirty today we'll have Patrick Hammer. He will give us an update on weather in L.A. I know a lot of people going out to the game out on the West Coast. Bills fans out there. The L.A. Bills Backers Club is a really big backers club. was out there at a party they had last year. I think they're doing it again this year, tomorrow night. So very cool. Maybe I'll get a chance to stop by, possibly. Uh, my brother's actually flying out from Oregon, where he lives, to L.A. So we're going to hang out. and I, I see him like once a year, maybe. So it's going to be cool. That's a nice chance for um, him, to, him and I to get together a little bit for the one game on the West Coast. And it is the one game this year the Bills are playing in the West Coast. So if... Fans want to go see their team who live 
out west, Bills fans, this is the opportunity. Uh, unless they wanted to go to Kansas City earlier this year. Otherwise, it's a long trip. It just makes it tough because it's Christmas weekend for anybody who wants to go out there. If you want to make a destination Bills trip every year, and you know LA's on the schedule, you're like, oh yeah, let's go to LA. It's the only West Coast trip. Then the schedule comes out, and it's like, oh, it's the night, the night of December 23rd. That's eh, a tough one if you live in Buffalo because you're not coming back until Christmas Eve, and that's tough. So I feel for Bills fans in that regard, whoever wanted to go out to the game, but... Maybe I know that Bills fans out West, that's their one chance to see the team. Now, next year, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but next year, the Bills are scheduled to play in L.A. again, this time against the Rams, no, no, the Chargers again, sorry, against the Chargers in L.A. next year and against the um, Seattle Seahawks out in L.A. Seattle, sorry about that. In L.A. against the Chargers in Seattle next year for the Bills. They have two West Coast trips scheduled. So next year, a little bit more. Opportunity, maybe, for people out there who want to see their team. Patrick Hammer is going to join us at 1130. We will also talk about next week's weather, what it looks like, A, here in Buffalo this weekend for Christmas. Not going to be a white Christmas, I guess, folks. And then next weekend, Chris, uh, New Year's Eve, the Patriots come to town December 31st. What does that weather look like? So we'll do all that today. And Three Dog Thursday. I did not have a good week last week. Oh, two and one because the Vikings blew it. Or else I could have had one win. But they blew it. I took them plus three. That's what they lost by in overtime against the Cincinnati Bengals. And speaking of the Bengals, huge game against the Pittsburgh Steelers on Saturday. And the Steelers are going to roll with quarterback Mason Rudolph. And the Bengals won't have Jamar Chase. But Bills fans really need to be dialed in on that Bengals-Steelers game. If you're not Christmas shopping on Saturday, then root for the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll go through all of that a little bit later and tomorrow. I'll be on for an hour tomorrow. I think you're going to be um, taking over at 11 o'clock, Josh, if I'm not mistaken. But somebody will, I know. And um, Because i got to get to the airport to fly out to L.A. But I'll be on here today for this rest of this show and then tomorrow for the first hour. So, we'll fire up the phone lines now if you want to get in. Carlo Coliacovo at 10.30 a.m. Let's get connected with our fans, and we'll do it with Jeff in Buffalo to start us off. Hi, Jeff. Go ahead. You're on WGR. Good morning. Hey, uh, real quick, uh, what do you, what's your opinion on this Peacock thing? I mean, you think uh, being Saturday before Christmas Eve and some people's money are tight and so on and so forth, do you think, it's, uh, you think the viewership or subscription would be uh, – or do you think just the opposite with the holidays, everybody home for a Saturday, everybody's getting the game? Um, and if I will, real quick, I'm 59 years old. I've been around this town my whole life. Um, I've watched a Sabres team from their first pick till now. And, you know, every, you know, they, they lost me, to be honest with you. Oh, they lost me 10 years ago. But my point is, is this franchise, if you look, whether it be baseball, basketball, football or hockey one of the worst i mean if you look at their how long they've been in in this league and what they've actually accomplished maybe the worst um i don't know how this fan base and i don't know how go ahead no no what do you mean by the worst like just um how long they've been the fact they have they have no stanley cups they make the playoffs, then they don't make the playoffs for, what, 12 years? Then they make the playoffs. Yeah. There's no consistency. I mean, honestly, guys, if you look at – there's, I, I'm, like I said, I'm homegrown Buffalo fan. Go Bills. Love, used to love the Sabres. No, no. Just I got it. fed up with it. I mean, I don't understand how year after year after year and all, the picks they get and the players they get, 
And if it's not a general manager, it's the development. You know what it is? It's excuses. And at this point, I don't know how these players in this locker room can actually – come on. I mean, do you want – you know, it's like the kid being picked last for kickball. You don't want to – you know, I mean, this this team really does need – I don't know at this point. Like I said, I've been around it my whole life. And I don't know. Uh, what do you do with a team who just cannot be consistently successful? I don't know. I don't, that's what we're trying to figure out, Jeff. I mean, that's yeah. what we're trying to figure out. That's what the coach is trying to figure out. Just, but the players point, are the players they have. And, you know, I mean, I don't really know. Yeah, Let I, me address you. I know you're frustrated. And I get it. Let me address your uh, Peacock situation and what you asked about. Um, look, they paid a lot of money. I do think you're not going to get huge viewership for this game compared to most games. I wouldn't imagine how many people are subscribed to Peacock right now and, and are, how much more of a bump you're going to get to watch these games. I'm not really sure. And in Buffalo, you don't have to subscribe to it. You can just watch it on NBC. So my thought is, you say, you know, what is your thought on it? Look at this is where we're going. Eventually, we're going to get, I mean, it kind of is already pay-per-view, right? you got to subscribe to this channel just to get this game. Eventually, the NFL is going to have more pay-per-view stuff down the road, I think, like per a la carte games, I would guess. That's my guess. So th- this is just the new reality we live in. The new reality is Amazon pays a billion dollars a year. Peacock pays a whole bunch of money, and they're going to put these games on their streaming service. And the reason they do that, in case you're wondering... People wondering, why would they do that? Not as many people can watch. Well, they do it because they want people to subscribe. They're doing it because they're paying billions of dollars, hundreds of millions to the league, saying we're going to put it on our premium subscription site uh, channel, and that's going to mean that people need to subscribe just to watch the game. So that's how we're going to get our money back, not just through the advertising. They're going to do advertising, but you got to subscribe just like Amazon. That's how Amazon... It, their model is. It's what the model is for the NFL for them. They paid a billion dollars a year for Thursday night football and say, hey, you want to watch Thursday night football? Subscribe to Amazon. And they're getting subscribers because of it. That's how they're making their money back. It's just the new reality we live in. Whether we like it or not, it's not going away. 803-0550, Carlo Koliakovo, former Sabre, former Leaf, Toronto radio host, joins me next here on the Extra Point Show on WGR. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 